decahedrahedron. Here we go. You know, I really, I really funnily and interestingly wanted to reference my favorite internet meme, a gif, shall you, of young Anakin Skywalker proudly proclaiming, it's working, it's working, and then bursting into flames, but that doesn't really work in podcast audio. However, it does describe my feeling of the intro song, because it is currently working, and that can only mean that this is episode 149 of Flux to Pose. I am Jason, and Lucas is probably really wondering when I was going to get around yeah, to all that, that, was, that intro uh, through that, that nonsense. We went uh, around the world in 80 days on that one. Hey, I've been doing this for nigh three years now. Everyone should know to expect everything. That type of greatness. Uh, hey, they should just know that starting off, I pushed record at the start of this episode. We're not even going to have to redo the beginning again this week. So we're off to a victory. 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 Anyway, <laughs> this is Fluxapose. Thank you for joining in. This is a podcast where we do try to, I assure you, we talk about fun and cool things. This is our 149th episode. We were recording live to digital tape on Monday, the 30th of January, 2017. This is the last episode of January already. <laughs> Can you believe it? And on the docket today on your new favorite hangout podcast, we have IRL. We have what you plan. We have Flux Deposed Plays The Dig Part 1. It only took us six months. We're finally doing it. Yeah. Uh, an overclocked remix. Netflixation this week, everybody. We're talking about Sing Street. And then that we'll have a little, community, a little community grab bag to round out the show. So, no appeals on the docket today. Not even your own sin. It's just Flux Deposed Goodness, sir. Yes, it is. That's the way we Can like it around here. you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> the Warriors. So many references, not enough time. It's true. Well, oh, speaking of references, what you got there, son? I'm supporting the Hawaiian Islands with some Ooh, Kona. I've never had this one. This is the Cocoa Brown from Kona Brewing Company. This is not brewed. In Kona, because that would be impossible. This is brewed on the mainland. Um, I believe in... They have actually a few different contract brewers. Uh, Portland, Oregon, Woodenville, Washington, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Memphis, Tennessee. So some people kind of... I don't know how everyone feels about contract brewing. I mean, yeah, I, I guess you're not getting the authentic you know, experience from that brewery, but it's close enough for me so uh coco brown is part of their aloha series it's an ale brewed with toasted coconut and natural flavor added so think of kind of like um well not really you've had puerto rico before from uh who makes that um oh the place in kalamazoo that i just went to um, puerto rico oh. I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember uh what the uh, hell it's escaping me. Who's who's the one that makes Hop's Mouth and uh, Arcadia? Arcadia? <laughs> Arcadia Ales. I'm pretty sure they make um, Puerto Rico. So it's kind of similar to that, but that's a porter. Well, this is a brown ale. It's quite delicious, though. I had never had it before. Sounds good. I I, I used to hate coconut, but now I enjoy a good coconut you flavor. You put the so. lime in the coconut and drink bowl up. I have never, ever once put limes <laughs> inside of coconuts and drank either of them <laughs> at the no. same time. 
No, but it's quite delicious. Um, it's unfortunate that this didn't make the cut onto the podcast, the Corn King. The Corn King. Because I had, I had that on Friday, and I did hope to do a Battle of the Beer. Un- Exclusive review! It. But then my, my friends were like, hey, let's play Triforce Heroes. I was like, okay. So I couldn't quite do I wasn't there. What friends? <laughs> you don't have a 3DS. You don't count anymore. I'm not You're even. Done. I don't count as a, a friend at all now. Nope. You join the cool you're kids just, club. You're you're merely an acquaintance. Ugh, lame. Well, what else did you do? I guess as we well, as we slowly segue into as we as we fall into Earl. IRL. You know, I haven't talked about it. I I feel like I haven't talked about it as as much as I I should be as it's very much impending on the future of myself and the Fluxipose world. Is Baby Lacey is rapidly rapidly approaching where mm-hmm. are we are coming up on the 33rd week mm. i believe on thursday sometimes i don't count too good um <laughs> yeah i see i don't 34 we are hitting week 34 on thursday so man the the, the deadline is getting ever closer ever yes it is closer sooner and then we can next do, thing you know we can do baby watch 2017 much like we had baby watch 2016 that's true any tw- moment 2015 or i can't remember when it was 2016 no 2015 yeah, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say 2016 does 2016 didn't sound right to me that would have been so, september of yeah that definitely would not have been right <laughs> yeah uh get the first shower this weekend Mama, mama's mama's doing well we're doing well we're all fine here now you know so it's just a lot of anticipation we're excited it's the waiting game now just as in just has started a kokiri hat a little a little a little link (laughs) hat for the the bebe hey listen yeah so I'm, i'm excited for that so you know that's that's rock and roll now however as a new fluxipose tradition we have car stuff Yes. To discuss. Like, car talk. Car stuff. Car so, talk with Jason and Lucas. Been, you know, I, as I explained on the show, I had recently replaced the battery in my wife's Jeep, and I've been driving around, and I noticed, you know, every day I was like, you know, I feel like that it, my car started a little harder than what it should. I'm like, oh, it's just kind of cold out today. It'll be all right. No, my car's still kind of starting hard. It's okay. It's nothing big. Mm-hmm. We're driving around. So on Saturday, we're like, oh, let's, let's get out of the house. Let's drive around. Let's go... Uh, you know, experience today. So we do some errands. We do some errands, and we're coming home from said errands, and we drive past Tropical Smoothie and get down the road a bit. And just like, oh, I really want a Tropical Smoothie. I'm like, do you want me to turn around? Yeah. So I flew up around, turn around. We go back. We get there. Well, now I feel bad that we don't need to spend the money, and now I feel bad about it. I'm like, she's like, this is why. This is what always happens. I always just make myself feel bad. I'm like, yeah, but. I, you just let me buy beer. She's like, yeah, you get beer all the time. I'm having a smoothie. I was like, all right, see? So we go in, there you go. get the smoothie, and she was kind of, it, it. they must have, like, burnt a sandwich really bad because it just smelt like burnt bread in there the whole time. It really stunk. Mm, so I think the smell was starting to get to her. She's like, I'm going to go wait out in the car. So she goes out and give her the keys. She goes out in the car, and then she's like, um, I can't get your car to start. I think it's just me, though, because, you know, you know how sometimes if you're on the passenger seat and you lean over and try to do the ignition it just doesn't the angle yeah, just doesn't work right, right, right. You know? so I come out there key in the ignition <clears throat> nothing not, not even trying to turn Ooh. so then I found a friend <gasps> you did I threw out a life I was searching for a lifeline I was looking for a hero a hero for the end of the night he's got to be strong he's got to be tough He's got to be there for the fight, and his name is Lucas Rose. He's got to know how to jump a car. <laughs> he was like, you know what? 
I'll let my child and wife starve a little longer. We don't need groceries. We got to go save Jason and it's Jessica. true. I said, I didn't explain anything to my wife. I said, wife, hop in the car. We have to go. We've been <laughs> summoned. That's it. We've got the call. We must go. The Luke <laughs> signal is, is going off. <laughs> so you came and you rescued us. And you, and you, and you even... You even kicked social anxiety in the face and said, hey, you people are parked in this spot yes. next to my friend's car. Yes. I need you to move. I, well, it is, it's so weird. <laughs> I still do it really weird because I don't want to knock on people's windows because, yeah, you, know, you know, people are like, don't touch my fucking stuff. What the hell? <laughs> so I'm just like, I wave. Hi. Um, uh, I'm not a predator. I'm not a rapist. Yeah. I don't, I'm on a scale a from one pre- to three, you should, you, how would you, you rate? Open up with, I'm, I'm not a sexual predator. Oh but God! Well, Danette said that, small children in the back seat. I was gonna say, Danette said that the lady in in the other side of the car was. I thought it was his wife, but I didn't really look. And he's, she said that it was probably his daughter. So I was like, oh geez, oh. even weird, even weirder. <laughs> but we, we did start the car successfully. Yes, we did. I mean, it, it almost like it almost rolled over before we did it. But yeah, and okay, so I thought this was going to be just as easy as the wife's change. And okay, I get the terminals disconnected. My battery has, for whatever reason, it's almost like a thin little layer of like bubble wrap, but plastic I've never coated. S- yeah, like, I've never it's seen that before. That I think I don't know if it's supposed to like maybe help insulate the battery. That's what I'm guessing. It's like yeah. a thin little insulator, maybe to help keep it warmer, but. At the bottom of the battery, there's a little, like, a U-shaped groove. So there's a little piece on the bottom where the battery rests that slides forward and locks into that groove, and then that's screwed down tight. So, you know, hold the battery in place so it can't rock up and down. Right. Unfortunately, the small gap you're working in to get to that bolt is maybe about an inch and a half. And all I had was a torque wrench. So to unscrew this thing, it was literally, like, pull back, one click forward back one click forward so i'm literally moving that screw like not even like a tenth of a turn Uh, each time so it took me like 20 minutes to get this thing unscrewed and then um i get the new battery popping in and when i was there i bought like a a torque like a a ratcheted you know a screwdriver that you can attach uh a torque. Oh yeah, bolt yeah, yeah. Or a torque, yep. whatever you know. Uh, I'm, ra- I'm not a mechanic, the, but the, uh, the ratchet, ratchet nut or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that thing turns so tight that you can't even you can't turn it with you can. There's no way you can hand tighten that thing. You have to have the the torque of a of a torque wrench to be able to do it. So I had Dang. to tighten it back in one click at a time. To, so that sucks. It's horrible. I think uh, that's the worst part about mechanics in, or anything cars. You're working in such a tiny, tiny miserable space all the time and it's cold outside now and, so and you can't see anything i always find that when your hands get colder the more the more hurt they get when you're trying to work in there it's <sighs> like any brush against metal it's like oh oh my hands are bleeding yeah. <laughs> no they're just cold i was just like why is this not easy ah uh, but I, i'm really surprised because i'm pretty sure that's the first battery i've put in this car and i've had this car like four years five years almost five years now so they must have had like a six-year battery or something in there to begin with, so that's not bad. That's it. Got my got my man card for the, for the weekend, you know. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, trying you, to find my dog. Yeah, I see you're looking around confused. See, I we we've him. been we've been utilizing video on the Flexipose cast now. So if you suit notice improved bullshittery Anything? between Lucas and I, <laughs> that that's why. That's true. If you if you if you notice a decline, well, that's also sorry. why. 
we're, we're not I, also, sorry. I should say now since we kind of came up we are vastly approaching on the flux supposed third birthday so i mean yes it's we're true. almost on episode i mean i think people celebrate 150 is more of a, a milestone but it's well, no. almost been three years since the release of our first episode yeah three complete so. years so we'll be approaching our yep. the fourth year pretty much yes. in february at some point no one and, really knows yeah exactly when but it's in february at some point and people didn't give us two months they and they never said they said we couldn't make it. They said two guys doing a podcast psh, that'll never that'll never work. That'll never take off. <laughs> well, they were right. Can't do it. Um, they can't do it. So that that's my that's my my real life fun stuff. All right. Well, I don't have too much, but I uh, I will say this. So uh, Wednesday or no Thursday, it, my mother in law came over and she had she was planning to come over. She comes over every week to see. Uh, Isaac and kind of give me some time to get stuff done so I don't have to just do it while he's taking a nap. Well, she gets here. Her phone's her phone's dead, so she can't call me, but she let me know on Facebook I'll be there around 2. So, so I said, okay. So we're, you know, 1.30, 1.45 rolls around, and I hear a knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, here she is. So I let her in, and she's like, Hey, I can't stay long. <laughs> I don't feel very good. Why did she come all the way there then? Because I don't really know. Her phone her phone had died, so she was asking me about getting another one. She just wanted a flip phone. She's like, I don't need to check my mail and all this stuff and you know, the the nerdy guy inside of me is like flip phone what a waste of money nobody buys flip phones anymore uh yeah even my mom has a smartphone now (laughs) well she was like she has a tablet so she checks all that other stuff on the tablet but anyway so yeah she's can you order me a flip phone please uh and i'm like okay (laughs) i almost spit my beer all over the monitor (laughs) well she she's Heck, that would have been great she uh explained to me that she was let go of work early because uh, she wasn't feeling good. And so huh. I thought what you thought, which is, oh, great. So you're sick and you you came here. Well, I don't have a fever or anything, so I'm not contagious. I, I, I say that's the thing. Well, I'm not contagious. Yeah. And I said, so if you don't have a fever, you probably are contagious. You're contagious after you've had a fever or you're not contagious say, after the fever. Get the hell out. I know. I wish, but. I it, write the book. This I went down, hot dog. <laughs> you came in here. I said. Get out! You're fired. <laughs> so oh, that's, you're fired. She was here for probably Sorry. a total. Uh, I never apologize for who you are, Jason. Uh, she was probably here for a total of twenty minutes, and uh, so she's like, "Well, all right, I should get going." Bye. Fast forward to Sunday, and uh, was it a bloody Sunday? It was a. It was a. a fe- it was a Sunday morning fever. Instead of a Saturday night fever, it took the day off mm. and decided to come in on Sunday morning because uh, Danette, Danette goes and gets Isaac up and she's like, boy, he feels really warm. She brings him inside oh, no. in, into the bedroom to just kind of lay down because he was just like kind of acting limp and just uh. so she brings him in the bedroom um, after having rocked him for a little bit. And uh, he laid with me for a few minutes, which he almost never does. And I could feel him. And I was like, oh, boy, he feels really warm, not just on his head, but on his body and everything. So. So we have this uh, this thermometer, this in-ear thermometer. Well, 
it's never anywhere we can find i swear it's always getting lost because we use it so infrequently and i i had picked it up not too long ago to check his temperature and the batteries in it were dead and of course it takes those watch batteries so i was like oh my gosh so we couldn't take his temperature, but we knew he was warm. There was no questioning that because he was acting really miserable. He was crying just every once in a while. So we gave him some ibuprofen and uh, baby ibuprofen, not like just not here. Yeah. Take these two adult. <laughs> there you go, little guy. Yeah, we're not that terrible. And so, <laughs> so yeah, he just wasn't feeling right. And turns out uh, I ran to the store and uh, used some of his birthday money he still had from forever ago mm. to get a much better um, in ear thermometer, so we have that uh, one, and, and much better. I mean, like it literally has two buttons: on, off, and take temperature. Where the other one was like, oh, page through, you know, eight years of temperature data and stuff. And it's like I don't need all those buttons on there. I just want take temperature. Um, so I got that, and sure enough, he had a he had a fever of about a hundred degrees after that. Oh, wow. That was after having yeah. uh, medicine, so he clearly uh. wasn't feeling well, and then. That night, you know, I went to bed and I kind of wasn't really feeling that that great either. So I woke up this morning and my sinuses were all like swollen and dry and scratchy. And uh, I kind of was a little stuffed up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm sick, too. I mean, (sighs) of course. Right. Because if Isaac's sick, I'm probably going to get sick, too. I don't. Right. I didn't have a fever or anything, but I I uh, wasn't feeling that comfortable this morning. And sure no. enough, I'm pretty. I, I can't <laughs> say with 100 percent certainty, but because him and I don't really go anywhere, the only other thing we did was get groceries, and that was on Saturday. Uh, but we didn't really encounter anybody, and Danette didn't get sick. I have to assume it was I, Jason I wa- and Jessica. Yeah, it was Jason and Jessica. I don't want to get you sick, so I'm going to leave real quick. Okay, cool. Thanks. Well, too, that didn't work out very well. Did it. Did it. So once again, I'm sick. Uh, you're sick. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, hopefully it'll be like last time where I was, I thought I was getting sick. It yeah, was yeah, you when don't we sound did, bad now. So no, it was, it was around Battle right of the Beer. This. And I was like, I think I'm getting sick. And then it just kind of, yeah, I skated by yeah. it sort of. And hopefully it happens again. Probably not, good. though. That would be yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. So. Well, let us lift your spirits yes with a tale of what you plan hey listen <laughs> mm, I hate you know you, so you love much. it i hate you so much well you know i have a lot here but i'm gonna i'm gonna quick hit it i'm gonna quick hit it hit it with quit quickness it. oh yeah okay. so um animal crossing it's still the thing that i play it's like the only game i have to play now on my 3ds because i've beaten everything else and i'm holding off on buying something in case there's like a sale on my nintendo which there won't be because my Nintendo sucks, but I still am hopeful. So that will always be a constant. Um, I was pu- I put together a Zelda puzzle over the week. There's like this. If you, like if an you actual search, puzzle? Yeah, if you search Zelda puzzle and probably just type map. Type map in there as well. Yeah, it's like the first thing that pops up. It's like that one with the green, um, green trim on it. It's called Zelda Collector's Puzzle. Ooh. And it's this, it's like a old it's like a old weathered looking map of Hyrule and it's like a combination of like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, um Twilight Princess. Like a bunch of the different games make up the uh 
the landscape there but you can see like and it's all in highland so you can't read any of it but i mean you can see like there's castle hyrule there's castle town there's like the tower of hera there's a swamp of sorrows there's you know the desert so it's kind of cool to see all these landscapes but it was a real pain to put together so uh jessica and i knocked it out and then uh, we said well we're never taking this part again so we put it in a frame <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i just haven't decided if i'm gonna put it on the wall here somewhere or i'll take it to work but it was cool it's fun to do something different you know cool looking puzzle yeah, um, and then the last thing gaming-wise that uh, I'm going to talk about in this section, I well, there are two things, actually. Um, I did play through, I, as I mentioned, with the beer stuff. I was playing Triforce Heroes with some of my Discord pals. We're trying to get through what's called the Den of Trials, which is this really uh, section of 40. Uh, it's a 40-level dungeon broken up into sections, and there's a lot of hard enemies, and we're in. We got as far as floor 38 out of 40 so we almost finished it but we just couldn't quite get over that we couldn't get over that hump on friday mm-hmm. so hopefully we'll we'll finish it off soon because we're looking forward to completing that and then uh i've been working on a review yes me a review for play some video games.com shameless plug uh called uh the game's called alwa's awakening it's uh releases on steam uh february 2nd I believe so the review my review will come out on Wednesday the day before um, you know I can't say too much about it now but it, it's it is a 8-bit retro inspired platformer really a Metroidvania um, visually very very much similar to Shovel Knight so uh, if you like those type of visuals that retro feel it definitely hits all that it's got a great chiptune soundtrack so um, nice I, I would I, I, I would <clears throat> I would recommend people to look into it if that's something that might interest them. I will have uh, a YouTube Let's Play and a full review up when the time comes for you to check out. And then, uh, you know, Justin and I like like Westerns. We watched Magnificent Seven, the uh, the newest movie with, uh, what, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, um, Ethan Hawks, and that. Um, and here, I, it was an enjoyable movie, but I can sum up the whole movie for you pretty easily right here. 30 minutes. Let's get the group together hour and a half gunfight that's that's this movie i mean it had like the, the crazy like the gunfight scenes were like the longest i've ever seen and literally you'll see like one gunman taken out it's like comedic levels amounts where he'll just be walking kill a guy just randomly oh. reactions looking around and shooting in different directions and just randomly killing people all the time almost employing gun gun foo practically yeah 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 sounds just badass. like that Oh wait, no! It it's fun. real life, uh, real life, um, or the movie version of uh, uh, Sunset Riders. Columbine. Sunset, yes. That was a horrible it did joke. Say, it did say <laughs> Columbine. <laughs> Let's just take a minute. Let's just take a minute to get past my horrible. You went joke. way dark, uh, and I'm like, oh, this brightly colored video game. And you're like, yeah, Sunset. It is Sunset Human Riders tragedy. is a really good ref. Yeah, Sunset Riders is a really good analogy for that. Um, <laughs> but it was just a fun movie, you know. Uh, and then uh, last, uh, as you have mentioned too, I I see in your list, I yes. watched another episode of Ultron season two. So I'm two episodes in. Yeah, it sounds like you I've got about it. as far as I did so far. Yeah, I think I, that, I started the third. Uh, Okay, what did you think of that second episode? That was kind of... Um, it was all right, but I didn't really like the... That was, I mean, that mermaids, was the one... That was weird. Yeah, with the that mermaids the mermaid and stuff. One, with the, the mind. It felt a little bit like uh, Star Trek or something like that. Yeah, the first episode's still my favorite with Baby Karan. That was awesome. I forgot that they we didn't even address where those other... Where uh, 
Hunkin uh, Keith went. Like I forget because in yeah. the first episode you only see what happened to um, Shiro and and Pidge, uh, Keith. Oh, Pidge, Shiro, and then uh, Keith, and then we didn't know about Hunk and Lance. Yeah, Lance. Yeah, it's so hard to remember all their names. I know it's um, so hard. Green, black, red, yellow. What's the prin- I can't. Even, what's the princess's name? I can never remember that either. Um, we'll, well call her Princess Mononoke. We'll call her Princess Mononoke for. <laughs> we'll call her not Corin, <laughs> and not Zelda. Yeah, not Zelda too. Um, I do. I do have to yeah, mention. Okay. I don't want to go into it. I did watch the last episode that that's come out before they went on a hiatus till February of Star Wars Rebels, and it was awesome. Oh, I a lot of that show. Uh, Mandalorian stuff that calls back to the Old Republic. It's really cool. Nice. And that's it. That's everything. We got okay. we got a schedule to keep, and that's yes. all I got. Okay. Well, I can uh, finally say that I have beaten Doom, and I was correct oh. that that was the end of the. Um, that last map that I talked about was basically the end. Uh, spoilers, possibly. Um, spoilery. I'm not going to give it away. But I will say that uh, the ending wasn't really that great, which is okay. I mean, Doom isn't really a cinematic yeah. experience or anything. I could, You can kind of tell what's going to happen. But this was probably the shortest ending I've ever seen to a game. It was just like, yeah. okay, cool, bye. Um so I mean, well, that's the thing that happened. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the the gameplay and everything, anyway. So I wasn't too miffed by it, but I was just kind of surprised. It's like, all right, now I can finally clean up uh, ninety gigabytes off my hard drive, so I can Ugh. install like eight other games because for some yeah, reason right? Doom takes up a ton. Uh, but yeah, glad I finished it. At, at towards the end of the last few levels, I had to stop collecting things and just finish uh, the game. Yes, yeah, you're just like you're like at that point where you're like, I think I'm pretty close. I need to be yeah, done. Yeah, and a lot of the the upgrades were kind of pointless for guns that I barely ever used anyway, so I didn't really need the upgrades that those yeah. collectibles would have unlocked. <clears throat> so, uh, but yeah, glad I glad I beat it, and I can see why it's on nice. a lot of lists for best you know, shooter of the year of 2016 or so would you, would you give it a a Lucas recommend play or if you like this type of game, I mean, it, it really harkens back to the older doom, obviously updated for with movement and mechanics, but yeah, I would say, you know, if you're, if you're unsure, just get it on sale because you probably could by now. Anyway, I know Mm -hmm. I did, uh, but yeah, I think it was a good, uh, a pretty good callback, but also standing on its own. So Good. Very addictive gameplay. And then, of course, Voltron, like we talked about. Yep. And uh, I started Batman Arkham Origins, mostly because... Mm. No, no, didn't you? I thought you had already played through this, haven't you? I played through it, and I actually talked about it on the show already, because I played through it on the 360. I'm playing through it it again because I have it on Steam. I think I bought it in a bundle or something. Mm -hmm. And I figured, you know what? I'm... It's been a while. I haven't. Uh, I don't remember a lot of it for some reason. I don't remember much from this one or uh, Arkham City, uh, especially Arkham City. I so I started this over mostly because I just enjoy the gameplay. I enjoy the free flow yeah. combat system. Batman is a fun like gameplay wise. Yeah. yeah, very fun character to play. I don't think it, that that uh, that combat system would work for very many other superheroes like i can't see iron man really fitting based on his powers how that would fit in maybe uh, maybe like spider-man and maybe like captain america or something like that but uh, it really works for batman so uh it's just smooth gameplay a couple things real quick 
I know this one, a lot of people say they don't like this one as much, but I think I actually like this one better than uh, Arkham City, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. You're going to... Yeah, gonna I'm probably, going there. You're going to upset a lot of people. I, I may draw some ire, but I'll tell you why. For a couple reasons. One, I hate the map of Arkham City. I don't know what it is about that, but uh, they they introduced uh, fast travel in this one, and I just feel like the layout of the map is a little bit better. You have two uh, areas that are separated by a bridge, and that seems to work a lot better for me. There's a lot less pitfall areas where you just fall in water randomly and stuff like that, and there's more clear directions mm-hmm. on how to get to areas. And I had that problem in Arkham City where I would just be like, how the hell am I supposed to get here? Uh, and then number two, I feel like this game does a better job of highlighting the detective aspect of Batman. You end up looking at a lot of crime scenes and doing detective work. Granted, it's all in that uh, detective mode vision thing, so it's really easy peasy. But uh, I enjoy that because you can hear him talking about like, all right, uh, here's this crime scene. This must have happened here. Let's go through the crime scene and figure out what happened to this thing that this person was carrying and i don't know it just yeah you get a lot more of the the um um detective side of it and i really appreciate yeah. that have um, you played arkham knight at all or i'm that is i am eventually going to get through this i'm not collecting any collectibles i'm going straight to all the objectives just to finish it so that i can do arkham knight that's yeah. that's next on the list so well the good news is it's hopefully patched enough times that it's playable by now i would imagine it would have to be at least somewhat playable uh, mm. My rig you isn't know, beefy, extra beefy, but it is uh, nothing to snuff at. So I would hope that it could at least handle it. Yeah, I didn't. How far are you in Arkham Origins? Like, I just got what? past. Uh, I got past the fight with Deathstroke, and then God, uh, that thing was that took me forever. I think he, I. I don't really know what the what the trick is, other than to just keep fighting until you hurt him. Like I couldn't, yeah. it, it, not, it didn't, nothing seemed to, uh, activate any kind of system no. that would hurt them, you know, do it's this four times and, until you get a quick time event. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty long fight. Um, and then, I don't uh, think, I don't think I, I think he was the last boss I made it through. I, I, it's, I don't think I made it cause I think on the list I see it's Copperhead and I definitely didn't, uh, I don't remember fighting her. So I think that's as far as I made it. Yeah. Uh, that's like one hour, one and a half hours in or something like that. And oh God, then, um, and then, uh, I went to the crime scene that, uh, furthers the story that, uh, the penguin tells you about when you find out. Is that Bane, is, Bane, Bane is, in, is Bane in Arkham city? In Arkham city. Yes. But not, he's a, he's in a, and as like a side mission where you're destroying weapon crates that he's tracking down and then, or something like that, or, tanks no no not weapon t- uh crates uh tanks of uh venom or whatever the heck that crap is called yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. ends up turning on you big surprise so you do fight him but mm. he's only a side mission i believe hmm. um he is a he is a got uh assassin in this one though um hmm. okay yeah and i just like the idea of the assassins i don't know it feels very batman-y to me the whole the whole story so i never yeah. understood why people i mean <clears throat> i still like the first one the best Let's just put it that way. But I do think okay. that Origins isn't isn't as bad as everyone says it is. So yeah, yeah, I think it gets pushed under the rug a little bit because it was not you know wasn't developed by Rocksteady you know directly. And did, yeah. it, did this one have um, 
Which was the one that had the the multiplayer that was made by Splash Damage? Was that this one? Was yeah, because that, that was this one too. Okay, yeah, because this one is. Uh, I remember seeing the Splash Damage um, logo. Logo, yeah. Okay. So. Oh, Splash Damage! Wolfenstein Enemy Territory is still your highlight. <laughs> uh, although I like Dirty Bomb for what it is, I do enjoy Dirty Bomb. Yeah, it's Dirty just, Bomb was good. It's got its problems, you know. As so. we all do. All right. Well, that is probably our quickest what you plan today. And we're just going to jump into something new that we've been talking about for the longest time. Yeah. And that's that's going to be called this Fluxtapose Plays. <clears throat> and this is basically, think of a weekly installment uh, book club style. We are together, Lucas and I are playing The Dig, the classic LucasArts adventure game. We encourage you to play along with us if you'd like to. We're only going to play, you know, a half an hour to an hour probably each week and then kind of mm-hmm. just briefly go over it. Um, and this is what, you can get this on good old games for what, five bucks if that? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not really quite sure. So um, this is part one. I think one. it's on Steam too, actually, as part yeah, of like a I, LucasArts I'm pretty package. sure it is. Um, do you want me to, would you like to read the story, sir? Sure, or? sure. You can read that. You can write up the next one and read it. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is part Part one, one-to-one odds. The year is 1995. An asteroid hurtles through space. Its target? Earth. Commander Lowe and his team are dispatched to plant carefully placed explosives on the asteroid, redirecting it away from Earth. We take control of Commander Lowe in space. The team must deliver the payload to the asteroid. After the explosion, the team return to the surface of the asteroid to dive into the depths of the newly formed craters. Once inside, Brink, the scientist of the group, discovers ancient tunnels inside the asteroid that are nearly as old as the asteroid itself. I realized I had a typo in there, so I corrected it <laughs> on the fly. Um, so no, this, this is not the plot to Armageddon. <laughs> it sure is... sounds like it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. We so, also don't want to close our eyes or fall asleep. No, no. Um, Lucy, baby. But that kind of gives you an I idea you, of of what we had to do. Um, these little write-ups will be based on what we had to do and what we saw yeah. in our playthrough. If you don't get a chance to either play the game yourself or watch the playthroughs that we post on Flux to Post on YouTube. Yeah, Lucas is uh, playing through this and, and putting his gameplay up on YouTube. I might occasionally, I think, I might start streaming my gameplay just to you know some variety i don't think we definitely don't need two let's plays of the same video so i mean the same game so that won't happen so let's just first touch on since we are playing the good old games version what's nice when you do purchase a game from good old games it will just work on or so they say on your current system so let's how yeah. do you feel you know this modern support here so what we've got is essentially when you launch this game it's running it automatically launches the scum vm version of of the game now scum scum is what uh ron gilbert basically developed it's the the game engine that all most of all, all the adventure games run on which was developed for um monkey island mm-hmm. and uh so this basically just runs up uh a VM in your uh, virtual machine. Yeah, a virtual machine of not a virtual machine, but a, a, a virtual emulator of this game in the background. And my only thing that I don't like is there's no way to um, adjust the resolution, which these other games only really run in one resolution. Because at that time, I mean, eight by six was probably 
that was the standard yeah yeah i um so i hate i hate how especially with dual monitors it you're gonna get whatever's on your one screen is all like and then everything's all kind of screwy once i get out so i mean especially for streaming i thought man if i if i had that like my my browser window on the other screen is gonna look like garbo you know to try to see what if i have a twitch chat or or anything going yeah i think i don't remember if i ended up uh playing in some kind of windowed mode that that um oh that'd be good that'd be a good idea yeah i'm not sure if i didn't see that option though i don't remember if it uh because i feel like it opens a doesn't it open a um dos box doesn't it open yeah, DOS box yep, and then run it yeah, off for you? Yeah, there's a DOS box. Yeah, so I think DOS I had to go over on the side too. I think I had to go into a special uh, DOS box settings inside of the oh, game gosh. folder. I'm not 100 okay. percent sure because I I played this a while ago, the first episode a while ago, um, so I don't remember exactly what I did. Uh, but I don't. I didn't really have too much trouble with it. But I will say, yeah, this was definitely before the time of resolutions. You pretty much yeah. just told it what type of graphics, like WGA or VGA or, or WVGA, and uh, and all that. Like what type of uh, pixel coloring your computer could handle. Like we weren't even to resolution at this point yet. Oh, interesting. Now, so I, I under your under your suggestion, I just opened the digs file, and you can launch Scum VM on its own, and then you get like it has an aspect ratio correction, a full screen mode. Yeah, maybe it I did lets that. You pick, lets you pick your rendering mode, your graphics mode, audio volume, MIDI, MT32. Lets you pick your save paths, and then they have. Uh, oh, like here we go. Scum VM modern theme. I have a GUI rent a graphic interface renderer. Change your auto um, save duration. Oh, auto save. Yeah, but of course they don't tell you any of that stuff. So you have to. So uh, flux suppose. Uh, quick tip for you: if you do download this from good old games, go into the folder and and take a look at that because then you can change. Uh, what the emulator is running or thinks that you're running as a graphics uh, graphics card, as a sound yeah. card, and then you can get whatever. Because I know some like a Sound Blaster sound card usually sounds different than God, sound the Blaster. Yamaha or whatever else yeah. the other options are in there. I also didn't like how it doesn't you. You don't get like it's cool because like you launch this game and you get the little LucasArts splash screen and then you're in this game. It just like it yeah. rolls the intro and everything, but it, you're not given any. If you're not familiar with these, you're gonna have a little trial and error. But it's like what F5 I think is what actually brings up the menu, so you can like save your game and quit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a little thing that we. I think it was. I think that was standard with the, those games of the time. Yeah, it's been a long time for me because I've played. I played a lot of these on Macintosh. I played. I had I don't I never played the dig but I played a demo for the dig you know I played Simon Max I played a bunch of the Rebel Assault games so and I think that was kind of standard but for lack of lack of timing that I think I think it's I think it's good it's just nice that you we can you can push it and you know you can launch the game and, and pretty much just play it so yeah let's let's talk uh, initial impressions well I know I was blown away I don't know I mean like and you can even hear me talk about it in my playthrough but it's like. Yeah, it's a LucasArts game, but it's definitely when they were on on the ball with these things because the the presentation and everything, it's very cinematic. Uh, you have cut scenes and everything, mm-hmm. and they're they're just presented. They're presented in a way where you can see kind of a jump from 
um, the older, uh, like the older King's Quest games or something like that to, to now where it's not 3d or anything, but it's definitely, it almost looks hand-drawn or something like that. Um, with pixels, obviously slight objects that are 3d, which is like through the open geo, like the space shuttle at one scene is 3d and then a couple other things. But I really, yeah, LucasArts really had a, a that style of like, yeah, it's like this hand-drawn animation look to it. Like you really see in that opening scene because it it cuts back between like a press conference with them talking and then going back and forth with what's going on. Um, I think it, it really what this game really does well is it really sets um, puts sets a certain tone and really con- it really conveys its story really well and really puts you into that story. I see that it was it's based on a it based it's based on something Spielberg wrote I believe. Yeah, that really surprised me um, because he clearly had some some hand in this. And when I saw that, I was uh, I think he was like uh, executive producer or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I had played I had played this game at some point. I either downloaded a ROM or I had started playing it, and I, I got maybe an hour past what I think we're playing right now. But I still didn't remember any of that. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's been but a while. I think it, it. I think from initial impression, I mean, yeah, it's it looks pretty pixelated, but that's also a lot of the style that you have on games now, and what's. I will say what's different. This kind of should went back to the modern support. What's different with playing on this, and then if you would have just downloaded a, a Scum VM and a ROM in the game, because you could go in there and you can really tinker with the the graphics and how like if the edges are smooth, you can really get you can like fine tune the way the sprites are displayed a little more. And maybe if that menu I found, if we can you know adjust it there, but you can at least just smoothing out the the edges a little bit giving a little more sort of some sort of anti-aliasing mm-hmm. really does make it make a di- an impactful difference so i don't i think this game doesn't really i mean yeah it's dated but i mean i think it still holds up really well i think the story is really going to shine over that and one thing i never did with it, these adventure games when i played it as younger jason as i never would like sit back and wait for dialogue i was just skipping through stuff as fast as possible to try to get through the game you uh, know? i hated so people who did that i really yeah, so I really want to take the time and go through the dialogue options and kind of immerse myself more in the narrative. Well, and to me, that's like the only reason to play this now is like if I, if somebody had spoiled the story of this game to me, would I want to play it? Right, right. I mean, well, that kind of brings us to the next point is the the puzzle complexity, and for this first part, I feel like out of a lot of the other ones I've played, a lot of adventure games I've played, this yeah. is the first one that actually made sense. And during my playthrough, because I ended up having to watch my playthrough because it's been a while and I want to know what was going on, I, I can hear myself going, all right, like, how do I blow up? How do I blow up the payload? Well, you know, if you think about it and you look yeah. through all of your inventory and everything, you can figure it out because it's not, yeah. you know, put a rubber chicken on a screwdriver and somehow oh, you've gosh. made a weapon or yes. whatever. I hate that. I think what it took me the longest, though, was just how to get the mule activated at first. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to use my little data pad here and call the pilot and then they'll, they'll launch it. But other than that, you know, because I, I, I had flown to the asteroid first and I had, you know, I looked at everything. So I, after that, it was pretty simple once I, you know, dock the mule and then grabbed everything out of there and just went through but it, yeah it all made sense and i think really it, it we're not really faced with a lot of puzzle just yet it was kind of forcing you to get used to the systems yeah and how to you know it was your quote-unquote tutorial 
level. So I don't think we've seen any complexity there, but like you said, the, what we did do made sense for the gameplay. Yeah, you go through kind of like this checklist that when you think about it, it actually makes sense. It's like, all right, let's go check out the asteroid. Okay, we'll come back. Now we bring the payload. How do I get the payload moved over there? Oh, I call Mm -hmm. so-and-so. Okay, we'll call so-and-so. We move it over there. It it all makes sense in this. If you think about you're communicating with a team of five people, well, five people, including yourself, um, I, which reminds me, I will say that of course the scientist is German. That's why I said Brink in the in the because um, he is scientist yeah. and he sounds like this. Um, oh, we must take those detonator and make the make asteroid go boom. He's he's kind of a jerk too, a little yeah, bit. He he's he's a little sassy. So um, I'm interested to see how some of the other characters play out because mm-hmm. they're kind of. They're kind of uh, spoilers. They die. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I don't, I don't, remember, I don't remember. Um, they're all kind of cardboard cutouty to at this point. So I'm curious to see if that even matters, and uh, right. if if we get to see a little bit more. Because I remember during that little intro sequence, they're talking about like all their accolades and everything, and everyone is like super achievement based. Like one person's going <laughs> to become a senator and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, everyone's done everything the best, awesomest way possible. Yeah, and the one girl is a journalist, so I'm like, is she really yeah. the most qualified? I right. don't know. So hmm. she's Something like, doesn't add up here. I'm an astronaut first, and then a journalist. You big stinky <laughs> head. So well. I think the only thing left is to say you have to see what... But wait, there's more. See what happens next on Flux to Post The Dig Part 2. Yeah. Exploring the ancient tunnels. So, where we left off, our our group had inside the, the ancient tunnels, inside the asteroid, what will happen next. So, the best part about this is Lucas and I determining determining where to stop each time. So, it's kind of like a moving target a yeah. little bit. But. It's going to depend on what... Uh, basically, where the best cliffhanger is. Who, yeah. Whoever plays it first, and where they think the best cliffhanger is, and I, I have a I have a feeling that the play lengths are going to get a little bit longer when there's more stuff yeah. going on and stuff, yeah. which is fine. But it, I I it's, set the first with one puzzles, so yeah, because it I, might take you know it might take longer to solve a puzzle, and so you're going to have to get further in the game. You're going to have to play longer. So that is true. I set the first one at 30. It took me 30 minutes to get to that point. If you knew what you're doing, you could probably get there in 10, 5 or 10. Uh, So expect probably 30 minutes to an hour of gameplay, I would say. Yep. So we'll keep doing this weekly until we get to the game. So I hope, you know, I encourage you, if you're interested in this game, pick it up. It is a great piece of sci-fi. I love to always have loved adventure games, especially LucasArts, and it's a great piece of sci-fi as well. So Heck yeah. There you have it. Let's get funky now, gang. Thanks okay. for sticking, sticking with us. Now it's time to strap in and rock out with some overclocked remix Ooh. we uh, every week every week on his here show called flexibos we like to feature a little song from from o'clock remix it's a f- fan arrangement uh, community that near and dear to our hearts since i discovered it back in ye old high school days so uh, lucas built this really sweet machine that helps us randomly pick a song each week Oh, that's the same number as before but it's clearly going to be and different it, and, and i have a rule that if we have secret of mana we have to veto it because we've already played four of those. So. That's true. That's our mo- that's our most played game right now, Secret of Mana. Well, you're, well, the good news is that it is not Secret of Mana, Jason. Ooh. In fact, the game is Undertale. 
Uh, Ooh, the, the remix I is called. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I believe this will be our second remix from Undertale. I thought it sounded familiar, but I couldn't remember. This one is called Sunny Day Drive. Um, you might want to. Sunny Day Drive. I'm pretty sure we didn't do this one because our last Undertale one was quite a bit, quite a bit ago. It, um, ooh, I like this one. It doesn't sound familiar to me though. Okay, perfect. So this is uh, the, the game is Undertale. The song, the songs featured are his theme and hopes and dreams uh, this is good i like this a lot that's the good remix jason think, is uh, giving his stamp of approval which yep. means you know it's good uh, you know it's good or you know it's lucre lucre uh a remixer denny lewis's denny lewis denny lewis's uh favorite remix by the way was uh lucre that's true just saying that's true. our remixer was coffee just coffee just coffee just the tip just the tips that that is a callback to uh, Battle of the Beer. You should probably watch it if you haven't. Shameless yes. plug. Um, let's see. I'm gonna, I know our other Undertale was that's not funny. Was our other Undertale mix? Ah. So this is definitely a new one. Well, I see '80s remix, uh, '80s mi- uh, makeover for this remix or these two oh, songs. Synth- so '80s of synth pop, of course it. Of yeah, course, Lux suppose loves it. That kind of goes with our uh, Netflixation too. So it kind of yes, all yes, came together. So, so sit back, yeah. enjoy Sunny Day Drive, and if you like this remix, feel free to check out hundreds more ocremix.org. Hit up Larry OG and say, hey, those Fluxtipo guys told me to come here, so I'm here, and you'll love it. So it might change your life. So give it a listen. We'll take a little break, do some cocaine, and we'll be back for Netflixation.
All right, that was Overclocked Remix. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And now it is time for Netflix Asian. Look at that. I didn't get the two words mixed up for once. Nice. This week, uh, from recommendation from, or suggestion rather, from one Michael McDonald, we watched Sing Street, a, a coming of age comedy slash musical journey of. Time and Whatever-ness. space. Yeah. It's a period piece set in the 80s, you know? <laughs> um, the, I, I guess, how would I pull up Netflix so I can actually give you the, the Fluxtapose patented improvement? Netflix describes it as such. Ooh, nice. So, Sing Street next up describes it as, In 1980s Dublin, a teen whose family is falling apart transfers to a tough school. Where I'm apparently watching the movie. Uh, get back. <laughs> Everything's falling <laughs> where, apart. Where he forms a rock band to fit in and win a girl's attention. That is Sing Street. My, I'd say my that friend. that sums it up well enough for yeah, once. Yeah. That, that nails it pretty good, I think. I think it does, my friend. So let's just, let, in the words of Battle of the Beer, let's get into it. That's the second reference. Shameless plugs. Yep. All over. Watch Battle of the Beer. Subscribe. Comment, like, subscribe. Share with your friends. Um, likes. I think, the, I, I will just say, I'm just going to say, I liked everything about this. Like the, I like the music was catchy and, Hell yes. and good. You know, like the characters were good. Um, I... I don't know. I like this. I knew. I knew Jessica would want to watch this with me. A because it's there's Irish people, and <laughs> she loves these type of movies. She loves that the kids, the coming of age, the you know, like some of her favorites are she, um, the way way back, which I've talked about before, mm-hmm. and that are that some. Um, I'm sure there's more that I just can't think of right now, but that's just, that's one immediately comes to mind. But she loves that you know the awkward teen trying to find themselves looking you know you're picked on looking for trying to got to get the girl this and that so that's that's right to probably so i liked i liked this the storyline it, it was great that this was a foreign film too so we're not seeing the same thing in the united states all the time it's cool to see a you know a setting in somewhere different and here we are in, in dublin and downtrodden dublin in the 80s of all things and who doesn't love the 80s so um what about what what else we got here Lucas what else did you like about this film um I thought you know I can't really tell this for sure personally but I would I would think that it was skillfully directed and here's why um you've got a ton of kids first of all there are a lot of kids in this movie who are who make up the background and uh kind of make up the environment of of this uh Sing Street school and they really look like shitty kids. I mean, they, they didn't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're just they look, all the they kids like are shitty. soccer hooligans. Yeah, they sure did. I don't know if they just all seem that way, but uh, I yeah, would say the I casting's don't know. just really good too. Yeah, yeah, the casting's good. So I think it's just kind of one of those things that just came together just right. Uh, I want to see. Let me actually excuse me for doing this, but I'm curious to see who directed this because. I remember reading it, uh, Sign Street, no, Sing Street. I remember uh, reading it and thinking, I probably have heard of this director before. John Carney, who also wrote the screenplay, is known for Once, Begin Again, On the Edge. Hmm, I'm not familiar with any of those, actually. Begin Again sounds familiar. Um, But yeah, I just felt like this was really well done 
uh, just not your not just your average uh, coming of age story. It, it just had a I don't know. It moved well. You know, it kept my attention. I just felt I feel like all the the pieces came together. So I just really enjoyed the way that this came together as a movie in general. But yeah, the music is great. Uh, Like you said, it was casted very well. Uh, There's not a lot to not like about this movie, really. I felt anyways. No, I think um, this this just kind of felt like a home run about, you know, from start to finish. The the writing was pretty good too. I I enjoyed some of the the little kind of sight gags like <laughs> they might be a little bit creepy, but the mom grabbing her her vibrator oh. <laughs> when the kids are practicing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was just she's like, "Well, they're going to be busy for a while, so Right, right. Screw it. Uh um there was one other one too that I I don't remember probably had something to do with the brother or something um oh that yeah i was gonna say it reminded me the school reminded me a little bit of bully and like the the main bully reminded me of the main character Uh, of bully who ironically wasn't really a bully but uh yeah same same feelings so yeah yeah um well i think that's a lot what this comes down to is really when you get down to it it's it's really about a lot about family too and like kind of like that bond between two brothers as well I mean yeah so much of this is about him trying to get impressed the girl and making the band but there's a lot all of a sudden through the end we see a lot of character development between him and his older brother yeah that you you didn't really think that this was gonna portray out of the gate but you really get a, a heavy dose of that in the film that was really interesting too when that kid I mean they could have easily just not have had the brother do much of anything but be the older mentor but they had that moment where he broke down and was just basically like your what you're doing is awesome but i pay don't forget like i had to spend 2 years by myself or whatever it was or 6 years by six myself years. with those two and i paved the way for everything that you're doing because it was a lot harder for me at that time when i was by myself you know doing and it was just mm-hmm. interesting to see his his perspective on the realization that he's getting older. These are all things he wanted to do. And he just kind of let it all slip away. And now he's just sits at home and smokes pot all day. Um, (laughs) and another interesting point too, was the, was the, um, the, the idea of the, like this band never would have got together if it wasn't for that one sighting in that, that incident basically of him seeing Mm -hmm. this girl. And, uh, I feel like a lot of things happen that way in people's lives. Like if it wasn't for this, then that, you know what I mean? And it might seem kind of weird how it just kind of all comes together in this way, in this movie. But I think a lot of things happen that way, actually. So regardless of however their relationship works out, it's cool to think like, it's kind of like Adele. Like she always said, I probably would have never written my album that got crazy popular if it wasn't for my boyfriend who cheated on me or whatever and it's like those little things that that push you in reality to to do you know damn it i am gonna do this even if it means uh you know giving people the finger because they don't think i can do it or whatever so so yeah i uh those are all my dislikes jason or all my all my likes not my dislikes let's let's talk about dislikes i don't really have i don't think i have a dislike for this movie I don't think there's any one thing that I can come out and say that that I that would would 
classify strong enough to be dislike. I mean, I can definitely draw a nit- nitpick here or there, but I definitely don't have. I can't think of a dislike here. I have a really big one, actually. Dislike. Okay. Um. I feel like when I watch these movies, they immediately scream to me because, as, as somebody who is attempted to be an artist or is still attempting to be an artist and I see these young people who are going out and achieving their dreams and I'm just I think to myself mother effer I need to start a band right now I need to be better at film I need to do all these things no this isn't a real dislike but it really is like I I watch this movie and I'm just like I need to go start a band right now what the hell am I doing why am I I on the couch right now like oh yeah, if I would have kept playing in bands, that could have been. Yes. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah, I right? Get, I and totally then you watch this, that. and it, yeah. it's just like, oh, let me round up, round up four of my mates, and we'll start a band. It's just that easy. We'll hey, write a couple oi. songs. Oh, I'll make a music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was starting to. No, that's a little bit more of an English. Uh, English. Accent. Uh, all right, let's just roll into nitpicks then. Um, <laughs> this isn't really anything to do with the film. This is so much nitpick, but there's only a place to put it. Um. I had to turn on subtitles again. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> because, I'm right there because it wasn't. It, it was fine until the, the younger kid shows up. The, the who was their producer because his his accent oh, was thick and yeah. some of the some of the stuff the slang which is too hard to make out. But by the end of the film, I didn't need the you get like and kind of engrossed into it and you can make up everything. So by the end of the movie, I didn't have need subtitles anymore. But for like that first half hour, forty five minutes, I really needed just to. Not to know what they were saying, to but to reinforce, I understood what they were saying. Right, <laughs> you know? right, yeah. It was like it would be like um, turning on narration while you're reading the book. Yeah, it's like and I, I, I have, need that. And it, it it slightly bothered me that the brother who was played by Jack Rayner, his act that his accent wasn't as pronounced as everybody else. It really, yeah. it just really, it really bugged me. Um, he is he is uh, Irish nationality, but he was born in the United States. So, oh. um, he is, he is U S and Irish, uh, citizenship. So, um, I mean, he, his parents, he probably gets, you know, has a slight accent from his parents, but his probably isn't nearly as pronounced because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, born and raised in Ireland. So right. that was the one thing that kind of grounded against me a little bit. And then I do have to say, I'm not sure like, you know, if the kids were, you know, are they playing during these songs or how that works? I'm always very critical when they show music in in a movie, and especially if, if it's supposed to be from a band, because as of playing an instrument, I'm always going to be looking to see it. Like, are they actually playing this? Especially with <laughs> yeah. like a, a bass guitar, because that's what I play. I always look and try to tell, are they actually this look like they're doing it? Because I, I just can't, I can't take it if someone's supposed to be playing a guitar in a movie and you can just tell that they're just going through the motions, you know? I feel like the bass guitar and the piano are two really easy instruments to tell whether or not people are playing. And drums, like, if, yeah, drums like, too. I, I always will watch if like the if what the patterns he was playing kind of match what's going on in the songs. <laughs> Did they? So, um, I think for the most part, it's always hard to tell because the the syncing always looks just a little bit off sometimes. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think it did all right. It did well enough for this movie. I, I didn't mean, notice anything, but I wasn't, I wasn't like particularly looking. It. Yeah, I wasn't looking for it either. Uh, I should have mentioned it as a like as I should have liked how. Uh, the main character, I can't think of his name now, how his styles kept... Connor. Um, Connor, yeah. His uh, his style kept uh, evolving from diff- whatever band they were emulating at the time. Yeah. Especially, like, from David Bowie to, uh, um, oh, gosh, Robert Smith, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, and 
I don't really have very many nitpicks, but I was thinking about that point. Let, let's just say we'll call this a nitpick because it doesn't really affect the film. But I was thinking about that and I was like, part of me was like, well, what they're doing isn't really that impressive. They're just making music that sounds like their influences. But then I thought about it and I, I realized, you know, they're like six, 15, 16. That's exactly what you do when you're an artist at that age. You just, you, right. you think that you're being very creative. You don't really realize how much the, the things that you enjoy, the, the artists and the, the music that you enjoy really influences you uh, to basically copy what they're doing. And that's usually how any artist gets started at that age is that, you know, you don't really have your own voice at the moment. You just kind of take what other people have done and then kind of make it yours because those are your influences. So it didn't really bother me after I kind of thought about it. I was like, actually, that's a really that's a really good way to show it, because that's basically what happens when you're that age. You don't you're not old enough to have experiences to really have your own voice. So mm-hmm. it kind of bothered me at first, but then when I thought about it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's actually pretty clever. So other than that, I can't really think of any nitpicks. Uh, yeah. I, I love the, really. the piano, the keyboard player's name, like N gig in gig or, or what? I don't, I'm not familiar with the slang that they were like, Oh, you can't say uh, that. <laughs> I'm sure it's very racial. I'm sure it's a horrible sure racial it slur in Ireland. I was I, just I like, th- I think, uh, Eamon was my favorite character though. I really enjoyed, Eamon. uh, yeah. The guitar players co-songwriter. I just, he like, was, he the was, fact that he could like play every instrument and stuff. You know? No kidding. He was, he was also down for anything. He's just like, yeah, let's yeah. do some, let's try some music. <laughs> ah, that's great. Well, let's, uh, let's hit some IMDB fun facts. Ooh. Okay. Uh, all right. Starting off, uh, Ferdio Walsh Pilo. I'm probably butchered his name. He's the actor that played our main character. His mm-hmm. father and uncles attend the real Sing Street Christian Brothers School. So just real school, and his uh, family attended there. Uh, although it was announced in 2014 that U2's Bono and The Edge were working with John Carney on this film, the collaboration did not come to fruition, except some back and forth in development stage due to scheduling conflicts. I think I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I like to that? think it's that South Park. That's Bono. You ever, see that, you ever see the episode of South Park where no. Bono's a piece of, Bono's the piece of shit? You need to watch that. Do yourself a favor. Oh, God, it's hilarious. Okay. Uh, John Carney on the ending. Well, I don't see well, I don't see it just as a happy romantic ending. I think that's the tone of the piece, but I think it's more like they're setting off together. That's true, but I wouldn't say that's some huge relationship that's going to last forever. They're kids. I sort of hope the scene at the end would look a little like a fantasy sequence. You're supposed to wonder where the reality ends and the pop video begins. But people are actually taking it very seriously, and people are presuming it's fully real, which is interesting. That wasn't the intention. So that's kind of a, that's an interesting spin. Um, it kind of gives you some. When I read that, it kind of bothered me, actually. Because the rest of the movie is very, you can tell the difference between, obviously, between when they're doing a video yeah. and when they're not. And I mean, it, but then it, it throws I, something like that into It there. is weird, yeah. It almost felt like, uh, it almost felt like, um, Moonrise Kingdom or something all of a sudden at the end. I was going to pull that reference. I I may just brought up an interesting point about that whole ending thing too is, you know, the the, oh gosh, we forgot to preface the Netflixation spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, You know, there's that large freighter or that large 
um, shuttle or you know the larger ship that goes by, and then they foul in its jet stream, yeah, so to speak. So kind of you know call back to what the brother said he brother. was always done is yeah, he was the jet yeah. engine to pave the path, you know, this and that. So that was kind of that's kind of cool. Um, I just find it weird that he was like. People are actually taking it very seriously, and people are presuming it's fully real. Yeah, that's well, a good point. I kind of disagree. I guess. I guess. I, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a BS that he kind of comes up with that. I just think if you wanted it to be less obvious, then you should have probably headed down that path. I don't know. There's nothing in that end <laughs> sequence that would make me you think. You should have had more droppings of that throughout the film. Yeah. Kind of, instead of it just wasn't like cut and dry. Okay, now it's fantasy land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing that says all of a sudden it's fantasy land, so I didn't assume it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we do have listener feedback to share with you this week. Starting off on Facebook. Well, actually, both feedbacks are from Facebook. Uh, Josh Bourbon. Bourbon. Josh, I don't know what's your Bourbon. last name. Is it Bourbon? Is it? I want to say I want to think it's bourbon, like the drink. Bourbon. So bourbon. that's what I'm going to say. Uh, really enjoyed Sing Street, but it had a slow start for me, especially since Once is one of my favorite movies. Could definitely see a lot of similarities, but it gets its own voice in the third act. The music was good. The lead was a pretty good actor, but there's no way those two don't die in that tiny little dinghy headed to England. <laughs> I know, see? right? He's taking it realistic, is he? Four out of five. Netflix, Netflix said I would give it a five. And then uh, Tyler just made the cut. Did a, a Lucas-style last-minute watching of the film. And he says this, I think this film could bring a smile to the face of even the most pessimistic. My way of saying this film made me smile. Being a musician like you two fellows, I found this movie really enjoyable. That's very nice of him to even call us musicians. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could write songs half as catchy. The soundtrack to this film is fantastic. I really struggled to find any nitpicks, but I finally settled on one. I can't see Aiden Gillen as anyone other than Littlefinger. Yeah, that's true. That, that's a good one. I am one of those people who are a stickler for handing out five stars for anything, so I ultimately went with a four out of five. I just wanted to mention that I disagree completely that Team America could be considered a bad film and that people who don't like it just don't get it. And he does have a question for us um, that he might have asked us before, but he could be wrong, and we'll add that in at the proper time. So Netflix had guessed for Lucas and myself that we were going to think this is the best movie ever, and it was a five. Yes. That Lucas, was the guess. Reveal um, your score. Reveal that score. You know what? I also am kind of like, man, I can't just give out fives all over the place, you know? Uh, so what am I going to do? Well, I give it a five. Oh! I'll tell you why. Shoot. Because if this isn't a five, this is how I determined what a five, if this being a five. If this isn't a five, what would be a five? Like how, how would it, this is almost tailor made for me. I love eighties music. I loved all the songs, mm. even including the, the, the uh, songs that they wrote specifically for the movie. Yeah. I loved all of it. So how could this not be a five? So for me, for me specifically, it's a five. It gets the, um, that's right up my alley, uh, bump <laughs> to the five. So, I mean, I Perfect. didn't have any dislikes or nitpicks. Like, how could it not be? Yeah, a five? that's true. That's a good point. I also have given it a <gasps> five what? because you know it was fun to watch. You get that feel-good feeling from the end, and if my wife really likes it too, then I know it's something special. So that's true. It's a from me. It's a five. Um, I think that might be the first time that we both agreed on a five, possibly. That's true. I think we always usually a little off. Maybe so short is, term twelve is, was the other one. This is clearly part of the best of Flux to Pose. Oh my god. 
All right. It's time to start wrapping up the show, folks. So that means we bring in you into the episode. It's yes. time for you to come to us with some community grab bag. We starting oh, off, we have to give a special a special shout out to one Mr. Josh as we know him in PSVG VG land, Josh Bones because he gave us the iTunes review, bruh. So, Josh, we back. are now Josh, we are now friends forever. And we only thought one way that we can play tribute to you. This is for you, Josh. No, this is for you, Josh. You're now the soundtrack to Community Cat Bag for the rest of the show. So thank you for the review. We encourage everyone else to please go to iTunes, leave us a review. We would love it. So thanks again, Josh. It helps Josh. us. It helps you. It helps everyone. And now we can be friends forever. Moving on. These are all coming from Twitter, starting off with Mr. Sean Capri. He took a break from cleaning toilets, building walls, destroying garbage. To send Sewing us a Capri little, pants. Send us some community grab, send us some community grab bag love. Uh, who would win in the following competitions? I'm going to assume he means between you and I. I would, that would too. Clarify. So, arm wrestling, thumb war, milk chugging, peanut cracking, speed dating, or frying a perfect egg. Interesting. I, I fry a lot of eggs, so I feel right now with quite with much very confidence that I would win the egg. I will concede that because I only know how to make one type of egg because I don't like eggs really. Uh, I make scrambled eggs every time. So okay, okay. What I make would probably um, not be perfect. I think we both would fail horribly at speed dating. I think you would win just based on our history of living together you totally were much well, more of a dateable this. person look at this right here you do have say the, no to that that beard it lets out a pheromone that women just cannot cannot 60% handle 60% of the time every time every time uh peanut yeah. cracking um you got some you got some meat hooks there i, I feel do. like you can just grab like four peanuts at once and just my <laughs> wife says my thumb looks like my big toe so that's really gonna <laughs> Either you have a skinny toe or you got a monster thumb. I don't know. You wrecked your mic with your you were so angry. I did. Uh, so and I, you used to have a peanut allergy. I was. That's true. I, I was getting peanuts in my um, in my uh, Christmas stocking. It was a, it was kind of a thing that we did. That's true. So I, I was. Still be, had some apprehension in that. For for um, ever since I was a kid, cracking peanuts. Milk chugging. I think if anybody was gonna win this, it would be you because I tried to do that beer chugging one time, and my oh, throat yeah. does not open. That's true. That's right. Does. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Dang. Ugh. I hope I'm a strong guy because you've won three and I've only won one. Thumb war. Now, see, here's the other problem. You recently had a thumb war with Mike because of that game that we played on the Battle of the Beer yeah. Channel, and, he, and, he, uh, yeah, and I, I saw your I skills. You you did lose, so I think I could beat you. I, I uh, hey I I have those strong I'll, I'll thumbs, bruh. You do. I'll give Get it at to you. Me. <laughs> now the real All question right. is arm wrestling. That's I don't a, go to the gym anymore, so I never did. <laughs> Here, let's play this one. It's not Netflixation, but sure, why not? Um. That one is up in the air, I think, to be honest with you. I think you. we'll do a toss-up. We'll do a toss-up on that. And then yeah. we tie, and then it makes everyone happy. Maybe we'll oh, wait, do no. it one day. 
Yeah. Well, maybe on we'll the settle it show. on the next, the next episode live stream. Yeah. Save that for us, Sean. You'll tune in. When we, next time we get the balls to do a live stream and have me not delete it, we'll arm wrestle on live stream. We'll as long never as you know. Come to watch it. Um, Kevin Austin hits us with a, a trifecta of questions. Uh, easy. Let's answer the easy one first. When will you cover Gilmore Girls on Netflix Station? Fucking never. Never. I hate uh, that show. <laughs> I'm F- serious. Bomb. I, I hate that show. My never. wife loves it. I cannot stand it. The way they talk in that show is the worst. Everyone looks like they're just sounds like they're just reading their next line off the script. <laughs> get, get through it as quick as possible. There's no realistic back and forth whatsoever, and that's why I can't stand it. Best and worst games you played last year. Ooh. Best is Overwatch. Worst is that one game I played for the Wii U that I had to review that was terrible. Uh, I don't even remember the name, but it was like that Metroidvania crappy anime squirt gun thing. You know what it is, Kevin. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, gosh, everything I played was definitely on PC last year. Um, trying to think of what I played last year that would have blown me away. I know one of the worst ones was that Syndrome game. Uh, uh, I yeah. did that for PSVG as well. I mean, I there's don't really. Theme, there's a theme here. The flex boys, get, flex the boys get poopy stuff. That's true, uh, and I don't like it, and it needs to change. But it's easier on PC because it's so easy to develop a little game for PC. Uh, right. That one was, yeah. If you if you want to see that, just go to PSVG and check out my review. I have a video of me playing it. It seems like it would be okay, but it really isn't. It's very frustrating. Um, gosh, best game though. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> best game is you tough for me because I honestly yeah. don't remember what I completed last year. I mean, oh, maybe man. Doom. Well, no, I technically well I played it last year. Started last year. I'm gonna say Doom. Doom. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, which is better, pizza for breakfast or pizza for dinner? I mean, or breakfast for dinner? Pizza. Pizza for breakfast pizza. or breakfast for dinner? Yeah, pizza trumps all, man. Pizza trumps yeah, all. Especially if it's like pizza that's good cold and you can just pick it up and eat it immediately. Uh, we have breakfast for dinner a lot, so that's nothing special to me. Although I do like breakfast for dinner. There you go. But pizza uh, trumps I have all. a couple quick uh, community mentions before we get to our last question. Uh, thanks to Dave uh, recognizing how horribly he stumped me. They were supposed to be softball questions, but I failed at question answering last yeah, week. Yeah, you did. I didn't um, want to bring it up too much because yeah. I didn't want to make you feel bad. Nathan, but I do Nathan now. Thomas has a, a flux to uh-oh for us. Was the concept of a place like Jeddah was in the old expanded universe, just not meant named such. He can't recall the name, though. Which I'll give that to us because I think we said that we don't really know Jack Squat about the old EU. No, I um, really don't. We got a shout out from the 40 cast. We made their also list. So I'm happy to be on an also list. So thanks to the 40 cast guys. We appreciate that. Devious it's only Mr. list Matt we'll ever be on. And uh, the rest of the crew. Um, Denny, Denny chimed in about the, we, you know, we shared the horrible nostalgia of the last episode. Denny had a couple comments on that. And um, last, our last question comes from uh, Tyler, as mentioned. Um, what is your favorite movie adaptation? Of a book. Well, I actually I know have what, to do a little I know research what I for hope mine. Is going to be my favorite. I really hope that the Dark Tower or the new It movie or Ready Player One. I hope those become my favorite movie <laughs> yeah, adaptations yeah. of books. No kidding, right? 
Um, I had to do a little research of that on this uh, because you would be surprised how many movies are based on books. And one yeah. that I really like, I don't know why, but I will watch this movie again and again, is American Psycho, which is based on a book. I have not read the book, and now I plan to. But when I was looking up lists just to kind of get ideas flowing, you know, juices going here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, American Psycho. And I kind of, even though I haven't read the book, I want to now because uh, I didn't know. Uh, so, like, 13-year-old of me would have said Jurassic Park, because that's based on a book, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have I don't really want to read that book, to be honest with you. So, I'm going to go with American Psycho. Love that movie. Uh, what about you, Jason? Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to be able to come up with first, and then it really hit me, because it's one that Jess and I will watch every time it's on, and that is... Um, I don't know when the book was released, but the movie came out in 2014, and that is This Is Where I Leave You, uh, hmm. starring J- Jason Bateman. Um, oh, gosh. I can't even... Wow, it's only got 41% of Rotten Tomatoes, but I... That's disappointing. But I really do um, enjoy this film movie. It's got... The, it's Again, it's like that family chaos, messed up family, but then, you know, they still love each other and they're dysfunctional, but they still, you know, it still has a way to work. I don't know. We watch it every time it's on. It's just, it's, it's got it's got great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, Tina Fey, Jane Fonda, they're all in that, as well as uh, Adam Driver, and it's good. Uh, it's got a good cast. It's fun to watch. I just, I just like it, so. And that's all that matters if I like it. I mean, because that's what it is. It doesn't have to be a good movie. I just have to like it, so. That's true. That's true. Now do it uh, with me. <laughs> I want to make a um, correction. I went back and looked at my Steam list. Best and worst games you played last year. Mad Max. I played last oh. year, early last year in April. Really loved it. Played the crap out of that game. So, did, but uh, did you push it to the limit? I think I did. Push it to the limit. I <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, hey, that is bringing this episode to a flux to close. Ooh. Thank you so much for everyone who hit up the grab bag this week. If you want to join in on the community grab bag goodness, uh, you can send an email to me at jason at fluxpose.com. Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. We would love it all. And, hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode, and we will do it again next week here on flux So until then, folks stay awesome because we're going to stay awesome push it to the limit nothing gonna stop you there's nothing that strong so close now you're nearly at the brink so push it oh yeah it's going to be great when we have video we'll be dancing all the time people will be like what is this what are these choirs? <laughs> and they they don't look like stairs. Oh, and f- yeah, hour fifteen, hour twenty. Uh, especially once you add in the the music.